from Artist View Entertainment. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel. This is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels and we do it in two parts. First, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching. And the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. Really hope you enjoyed last week's interview with actress Monique's parent, the star of this week's sequel, our Valentine's Day romantic sequel, Mirror Mirror 3. <laughs> the voyeur Monique was great. Just talking about how she broke into the business and you know, her time on my blue heaven. Great movie. It was so cool to hear about that and so much more. So if you haven't listened to that, wait until after this review and go check it out. But man, I, I think when me and Jamie started this podcast, it was because of our love of how did this get made? I think this is the first movie that I can truly, truly really say, how did this get made? <laughs> Before we discuss Mirror Mirror 3, I got to introduce you to my partner in the sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how are you? You know, Doug, I'm not even going to ask you how you're doing. I'm going to tell you how I'm doing. And when we discussed doing a sequel podcast, I'm thinking, you know, Die Hard 2, you know, maybe Aliens, you know, good movies. I never expected to watch a movie like this. And we saw a lot of bad movies during this uh, journey that we're doing. This by far has been the worst, the worst movie I have ever seen in my life. I hated this movie so much, so much. So anyone who knows us and knows how much I hate movies this is the worst one i've i'm telling you if i could have walked away within five minutes i would have well i'm glad that you didn't and i usually i'm here to defend and play you know public (laughs) defender uh but it is a terrible movie like i'm not gonna sit here and say that it's not but it was it was truly uh how did this get made because there's six people minus the one gang scene and the shooting scene on the bridge there's like six people in this entire movie. I want to know who's this movie made for that they said, or or the people watching the movie that actually like it, they were like, oh, I can't wait for another one because they made four of them. I know. They made four of these movies and there's another one after this. So they thought that this movie was so good, we have to have another sequel, which I, I don't understand. Like, I, okay. I, so no, no, uh, no, I do agree with that. And, and the, the question I have, cause we're going to talk about this movie sort of, sort of like not in the same way we're going to like go through it, but like, what is this movie? Obviously okay. mirror, mirror, it's about a mirror, but like, what is this movie about? Doug, this might be my most angriest review that we're going to do. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really angry that I had to watch this. So yes. And that's one of the main reasons I, I mean, I mean, there's many reasons why I hated the movie, but I really don't understand what this movie's about. Like, <laughs> I, the, like the girl in it, like he keeps dreaming about. Was that someone that he actually dated in real life, or that was someone just from his dreams? Was she? A, I, I don't know any. I really don't understand what this movie's about. There's no plot. Yeah, it, 
if there there is no plot if if this was a continuation of the second one which it the mirror is the continuation i guess i'm guessing this mirror if we would have saw them move into a house and there was a mirror and they took a sheet off the mirror and then like, ooh this mirror and it started bleeding then i'd be like okay this makes sense but we got like right the way the movie kicks off again we'll get right into it it says from artist view entertainment and we open up and it's like a pov of a car driving just like weaving through la right that's what it looked like but it was like a video game kind of like dream sequence kind of thing which they do throughout the whole movie but i don't understand why like i don't know what that has to do with anything with the movie because they do they go back to it a few times right i can understand if they did that yeah, they do do it a bunch. But if they did that and it ended up like somewhere, like the mirror right. was traveling somewhere, but nothing. Or that's maybe like when if you walk into the mirror, that's what you see, like, you know, way to get. But like none of that comes into play. Like that that driving part that they show like a video game, nothing, nothing comes out of that. Yeah, it's almost like it's the opening for the mirror to tell you what's happening yes. <laughs> every time when she looks into it or later when uh billy drago anthony looks into the mirror then you see like he gets to see like something that's going on but it's like they had to show this beforehand it was like it was like the company was called like driving in traffic productions and you had to watch this freaking thing every time well i'll tell you what the movie reminded me of with that and just the horrendous acting the horrendous videoing it looked like a student art film. Like it looked like a student art film that a college student made that they needed to do a project by the end of the year. And this was the project Then I, you know what, then I could say, okay, great job on this movie. Great job. You know, it, it's a college student. You don't know what you're doing, you, you know, but to have people like, <laughs> come, I would say some famous people in this movie. Oh, I would say all these people at no, one I, point or later on, like most no, of the years, right? No, but it's crazy when you think about it. David Naughton at this point in his career, American Werewolf in London. Yep, yep. At this, I think this year he did this. Ice Cream Man he was in. So he's in like all these movies, like these like horror movies towards the end of his career. But like Mark Ruffalo is in this movie. Elizabeth Baldwin, she was married to Danny yep. Baldwin at the time. Yep. And Billy Drago, I forgot. Yeah. He had a monster movie in like the late 70s, 80s, but he always worked. Yeah. And I read something about this movie that ruffalo is in part two as a yes. different as a different character that's amazing drago or drago what's his name drago billy drago that's all right okay drago is in part four as a different character what so he's not even an Anth- he's not even anthony no so like the both so apparently they they like to keep them film in the in the family because there's only six actors anyway so they just probably just rotate them around Oh my god! What was the other movie that we covered that did that? There was another movie that we covered that did something similar. Like there was people from the other, uh, Slo- uh the slaughterhouse one, maybe. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, so let me ask you this: Would you say, out of all the movies we've done, this is the worst one? Oh, I would say by far. But again, okay. Okay. having okay. said that, having okay. said that, I will tell you the my one of my new like favorite characters isn't like the oh, most over the no, top acting don't, don't say it don't say it dude it is he looked like mikey day from snl or he looked for like caveman lawyer from i SNL. hate i hated this character hated Julio. it oh my god <laughs> the greasiest looking like the worst actor i i 
the only actor I think that might have been worse than him was the guy driving his car with the bandana. <laughs> like that that guy might have been a worse actor than Julio, but Julio was horrible. Like really, like <sighs> the acting in this movie. And you know, okay, the, I mean, you know, we're gonna talk about the whole movie. We're gonna talk about all the sex scenes and everything else. I don't even think the sex scenes were sexy. Like they, like I, they, the sex scenes were like cringy. It was just the whole movie was uncomfortable. It no, it, no, it definitely is uncomfortable because if you're watching these scenes, not the sex scenes, but you're watching these ones to get information, like the movie changes throughout the movie. Like you would think, <laughs> oh, this movie is about Julio, or this movie is about Ramon. No, no, it's not about. It's really not about. They have a little bit to do with what the movie tent seems to be about. It's like everybody has these little motives, like, like Mark Ruffalo, his motive in the movie is really just to bang Elizabeth Carolyn. Who's, who's his brother's wife. No, it's a, no, I thought it was his brother's wife. No, was they're not. No, they were just like, dude, oh. she's his art gallery. She owns an art gallery. I, which made no sense. And I, I, in the beginning, I didn't even know, if, like, because he was also with another girl in the beginning, wasn't he? Or he keeps dreaming about that stupid other girl. So but, he, so yeah, so is that his ex girlfriend? He was, he was sleep. You know, I guess so. But she was always with Julio, Cassandra, played by Monique Parent, and they were screwing around. I guess, but the fact that he lives there, why would he move but, in there? But it looks like that that portion with Julio was like in the past, like, like past past, like, like was he around for Julio? He was. Yeah. He was sleeping with her while she was with Julio, but there was no, there was no scene with them together like that. Right. Was it, was there a scene? Well, there was Julio? no soon. No, we never saw Anthony. Cause Anthony was like coming there and Julio was uh, doing running over people, I guess. I don't know. <sighs> okay. I, see, it was just so confusing. Like I, I honestly thought, I, I thought there was a possibility that this was just like a dream girl. And somehow he, he gets in. I, I don't know. All right. I don't know. It was just too much. No, it definitely was. It definitely was. So, but even like the first thing in the movie, like the first, so we have, uh, Cassandra, she's like lighting these candles and then enters the house, entering in the house is an FBI agent. Just to let you know, I wrote down one minute in and I already hate it. I'm just, I'm just putting it <laughs> out there. I wrote down one minute in and I already hate this movie. And oh, before we get any further, the way the movie starts was complete foolery because by the time the credits came on there, I'm thinking the movie's 20 minutes in. I'm like, all right, you know what? Fine. I, you know, I, I'm almost done with this movie. And then all of a sudden the credits come on. I'm like, you gotta be crapping me. I had, I, the movie's just starting now. It was 20 minutes before the credits came on. It was 20 minutes. It, it, it really, I, 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 when I tell you angry, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I was so angry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or that could be like a happy welcome because you're like, oh my god, it's only been three minutes, and it's like, oh, it's been fifteen, yeah, yeah, and then the movie just starts. Yeah, so that that's where the that's where it really. <laughs> so so this FBI guy goes into the house. He drinks milk right out of the carton. <laughs> then he goes upstairs, and he all he does is he screams like when he's like outside the door. He falls down the stairs. He has like a, uh, his stomach's bleeding, like a hole in his stomach. And then the mirror starts bleeding. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I think this movie could have been like rubber-esque. 
Like if like the tire killing people? No, no, I'm not saying like Oh, you thought you think like the mirror is killing people. The mirror Well, why is the mirror bleeding? Well, I thought the mirror was connected to him at first, like somehow, like, you know, like if he bleeds, the mirror is going to bleed kind of thing. But I, you know, I just didn't understand. I really don't understand this movie. And I, I mean, I, I what you're saying would have made sense. Would have made sense. Makes, and, I don't know if it makes sense. <laughs> well, I think it, you know what, now that you're saying it, that I think, I think that is exactly what it is Be- based on the ending. I think I think the mirror is alive, and I think the mirror causes all this stuff. Yeah, it's insane. So, <laughs> so we get Anthony Billy Drago. He's dreaming, and he's dreaming. And he's having he's having this the first of like five sex scenes. Did not waste time. And in honor of uh, our action sequel expert, I wrote two B's are crossed off the list. Bat shit crazy <laughs> <laughs> and boobs. <laughs> What were the other two Bs? Bombs. <laughs> right? Big bombs. Now, can big bombs count as body parts? I guess it could be. <laughs> I guess it could. Okay. Because I don't think there's I don't think there's bombs in this movie, right? Is there a bomb in this movie? Is there a bomb in this movie? No. I don't think okay. Okay. So maybe we could count. Oh, you parts. know what? If you if you count exploding scorpions. <laughs> Not, I, I, yeah okay <laughs> which again i didn't understand that either because they, they yeah. showed it in slow motion uh okay that that whole slow motion scene uh, i mean i know we're not there just i didn't understand it i didn't understand they they showed a close-up of that scorpion getting squashed how many times and oh th- that and the chicken and the, and the oh, rotisserie the chicken. chickens in the fire <laughs> It's insane. No, it it's really a, is. It's a student. It's a student art film. That's that's yeah, all. Yeah, but say. the fact that we're like, it's so weird. And then we're watching him dream. Anthony is, and then we cut to him. He's just in the bed by himself, moaning and wiggling. And I'm like, why do we have to see this? <laughs> yeah, he. You know, he came across very creepy in this movie. It, it, it like uncomfortable creepy. Yeah, I don't know what his deal. Like each character. I didn't so, really know what their deal was because, like, really, if you break him down, what was his like drive in this movie, like to to become a great artist and to be in this house that torments him? As he moves into this house later on, he, he moves into a house no, that doesn't but, happen at all. But, but but okay, but why? Like, is does does he know that his ex girlfriend or whatever she was was murdered, or he doesn't like? Is he trying to solve it? Is that why he went there? Like, I don't know. Well, later in the movie, we see that they did like a sort of like blood oath. So maybe right. he feels like if he goes there, she'll come back. But they also, I mean, I, I you know, th- this movie is so like hodgepodge that I think we're going to be jumping around throughout the whole movie because it's not. Like, oh, yeah. There really is no plot line. So like, do they even explain what she is? Like I think she's a witch, but I, I they really don't explain it, it. But she's kind of like a witch. She is kind of witch, but is she a ghost? Is she alive? Because she's pretty much there for everybody. So like they don't like they don't explain that. Yeah, no, I do. I don't get that she <laughs> and where she like comes from. Like really, I, we don't really ever see her come out of the mirror. 
if she like appeared no. from the air, that makes sense. No, she just like pops up. It's like she's a she she's a ghost of the house. She's she's like Beetlejuice. She's like the she people is. of Beetlejuice, and she doesn't want anyone living there. And that's basically what it is. So this is like the this is like the the original Beetlejuice, right? Did this well, come this out is before? after this is after Beetlejuice, but so this quality movie came out after Beetlejuice. Oh yeah, this is way oh, after Beetlejuice. This is ninety. Five. This movie's ninety five. Beetlejuice is eighty eight. Wait, this movie was made in nineteen ninety five. Yes, it was. Like, holy, God. like I'm thinking. I, I really had no clue when this was made, and I'm thinking like this movie. The way it looks, it's got to be like early eighties. Like I mean, like it's just horrible conditions. No, it was made when good movies came out, like good budgets and good special effects. Yeah, like Jurassic Park came out like two years before this. <laughs> Oh, okay. They, they must have had a very similar budget. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get, oh my God, dude. So then we get Julio. How about he gets woken up from his sex dream by Julio pinching him in the face? That's how his no, he punches. No, he punches him in the face. Oh, he punches him. That's what he punches is. him. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine like sleeping and you're getting up by getting punched by, by a uh, caveman lawyer. <laughs> like, who, when he went for the audition, they, I wonder if he said, how should I play this? And his agent said, Cheech Marin. Ta- <laughs> Cheech and Chong talk like Cheech. <laughs> he does. He talks like Cheech throughout this whole movie. Like he does. In the opening clip, when he mentions, you're the only girl I love this morning. <laughs> <laughs> that, that line was just so cringe just you know what it is i think every line he says is cringe it's just you know they made him so greasy his hair is so greasy and he just he just comes across so scumbaggish it's like oh oh what a gross character he is totally (laughs) gross so then so then we get this scene just before the i'm gonna play a clip so we have ramon shows up to the house and we really don't know that he's just pissed at ramon and he like knocks him down. He said, you're going to give me that $50,000 back again. We don't know anything that's happening. We don't even know. I don't even know what he does. I don't, we know, don't know why, drugs, what the money guns. right. We don't know anything. Yeah. Correct. No, nothing at all. But, uh, but yeah, we got, we got this gem, this opening scene. And the bandana which, guy cracks me up. I mean, like, uh, uh, but here's the scene that I really wanted to talk to you about because the effects uh. don't. The the sound effects, the fact that they're running at they run these guys over, and the music that plays is from like a 1990s oh. video game, but the the gun effects don't match what guns. No, they have. not uh, okay. So <laughs> that's one thing I was gonna say. There's not one person in this movie that's shooting a gun looks like they know how to shoot a gun. Dude, these two guys that are shooting at Ramon oh. and Julio are shooting look, look for a good two minutes beforehand. <laughs> that guy gets it and but how many bullets are in the guns oh <laughs> it seems like they have machine guns because they have so many the fact that the guy i love this that he's out of bullets and he thinks you know what i'm gonna do he throw i'm gonna throw my gun <laughs> at his head and and and, and he's like it was almost like the weakest throw ever because like julio just like steps to the side uh, he does look like caveman lawyer <laughs> i love these guys Nobody messes with Julio Menendez and lives to regret it. <laughs> Fuck you guys! Adios. 
Look, and just look this. At the, look at the traffic that's underneath. I Think know. of this. And then I had to leave at the end of this scene. So he's sitting here with the gun. Where's my money? Now, wouldn't you just grab Julio at this point? Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna die anyway, wouldn't you just hold on to him and like maybe yeah. pull him down with you? Exactly. And he uses eeny meeny miny mo, which isn't what works there. And, and then this is thug in the background with the bandana. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he 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 just looks like someone that they grabbed like listen you know what our main actor like couldn't show up so just throw this bandana and sunglasses on don't say two words and you know you'll be in the movie i he, do the fact that the one part i do love about that is at the very end they didn't even think for editing purposes or continuation of the scene was that you heard voiceovers of people in the background like And then they, the end of the scene is cars driving. Not yeah. like cars stopped to check about this dead body. It just showed it was stock footage of just driving. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> so I mean that I mean that just that scene alone just shows you what you're in for. And again, this that movie was filmed in 1995. You said, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, just look eeny, at the quality, meeny, <laughs> miny, mo, and he's just pointing the gun at him. Eating mini money is when you're picking people. Yeah, no, there were, there were, so there was no. You know what? I I really feel like there might not have even been a script. Was there a screenwriter in this? Like, I wonder if <laughs> well, you go to IMDb and like that is blank. Like they have all the the jobs and screenwriter. There's not a name there because <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do love the fact that there was two directors because Monique was talking about how they would have to like run. There was these two houses that were the one that we see the outset of, and then there was another house. So I guess the one house didn't have like exactly what they ha- what they needed. So they were like running from house to house with two different directors at each house. Like that's just well, I can understand that when you have such a high quality movie like this, you know, you're going to need more than one director. You know, yeah, I mean, because yes. <laughs> there's, there's so much acting going on that, you know, you want to make sure every, you know, you get the right shot. Yeah, that's you got to make sure you get that right shot. Two directors. What, Two, what was the budget? What was the budget? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. They probably don't release it for these uh, Oscar. Uh, I looked up. I, I looked up uh, Rotten Tomatoes and I think there is no review on this. But I didn't know on on what is it called? Again, it, it's fan scores, but I IMDb because not a lot of people probably have seen this movie. I don't, uh, I don't know why. I think it's only hit two. It's two and a half. So it's not worse than Son of the Mask, wait, but it's worse wait, than Son of the Mask. It's two and a half Rotten Tomatoes? No, on IMDb. Oh, so it's two and a oh. half out of 10. Wait, you're telling me Son of the Mask got worse than yes. this movie? Yes. That is amazing because I would take Son of the Mask, I would watch it all day long. Whoa. Over this movie? One more time. Like, I, I would not watch this movie one more time, but I would, if I had to choose between watching this movie one more time or Son of the Mask over and over again for 24 hours, I would take Son of the Mask. That's a, I love that. <laughs> I wish there was a way we could make that happen. It'd be great for, like, charity. If we had, like, okay. a million listeners, I would love to raise money for something and make you watch Son of the Mask for 24 straight <laughs> you gotta watch you have to watch a dog trying to kill a baby for you know what listen I, I, I this movie 
got me angry. I I would be willing to. I'd watch terror tunes over and over again. And I mean, like we've watched some bad movies. I mean, we really have. And and you know what? This movie makes terror tunes make sense. I feel <laughs> like and and terror tunes didn't make sense either. But I feel like I understood terror tunes way way more than I understood this movie. You understood, uh, Grandma Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Sam Elliott. Yeah. So here's a line that, oh my gosh. So I have this clip, but I, I don't want to show too many. But he, he, when he comes home, pissed drunk, which why is he pissed drunk? He seems like a guy that's killed people before, right? Well, okay. What something in a scene, I think there's a scene that made me laugh is just a one review ago, we talked about floorboards yes (laughs) and we have a floorboard in this movie that he's hiding something in like like how common is that in movies and where (laughs) and and, and, as our action expert said where do you get them is there a market for floorboards (laughs) maybe julio is that market and julio (laughs) you know what maybe that's what he does for a living they don't they don't explain it so maybe that's what he does he sells you know hidden floorboards I don't know if the next sequel Hangover 3 has a hidden floorboard, but I'd be mind blown if that happens. <laughs> That'd be so funny. But no, he comes home and goes, Lucy, I'm home. Cassandra. <laughs> He's, you know what? He's so gross. <laughs> he really <laughs> he is. So gross. <laughs> but you would think they've been in this house a while, right? There's no furniture in the house. There's when they walk in, there's like that little like uh, chest. Where they there's like a picture there, but other than that, there's a rug on the ground with that is there for the purpose of covering when he puts the money down there. But other than that, nothing else. The house reminded me of the monsters. Oh yeah, it's, it was the monsters. It, like I, I, it almost looks like it could have been the the monsters' house. Yeah. <laughs> so here's by far again not the best line. Like as in like the greatest lines ever, but the best line in this movie, the fact that it was written and somebody said it. Well, well, we don't know if it's written. We have to look at IMDb. (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. He says, there you are. Why don't you answer me? Huh? Too busy playing with your freaking mirror. It's a free country. I can do what I want. It's a free. I wrote that down. Yeah, that's a quality line. It's a free country. <laughs> but just to say that back, I know it is so funny. The fact that he, the fact that they're really together. How did they meet? Why are they in love? But within seconds, she's got a knife behind her back. Like she's having a whole conversation with him with a knife behind her back. Well, she's ready. She was talking to Anthony while he was dreaming wherever, which we don't know if that was him dreaming. That's what now, I mean. Like they or in the past? No, you're right. right. No, they don't explain that. So, like, they don't explain why why she doesn't like Julio, why she's with Julio. You know, like it, it's like there's no explanation. Now, if this was a continuation from the second one, it's on us because we didn't watch it. But she's not in the f- second one. Julio's not in the second one. So it's really like they start a movie at like almost halfway through because we don't know anyone. Is it the same mirror in the first one and the second one? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine know. it's like a different mirror each movie well, well dude talking mirror- pony no talking pony had a different pony on the cover of the movie so that well, doesn't no it didn't even have a pony on the, on the cover of the movie had a horse well, one right? of the cover 
Oh yeah, that's what. It was. Well, wait, no, not even that. I shouldn't even. Sorry, there's not even a pony in the movie. So they had a different right. horse on the cover. And then the horse was in the movie, but they kept saying talking. Po- ah, okay. Is the mirror in SAG? <laughs> Maybe that's why it's. It, it might be a different mirror in each movie, just because they couldn't afford it. Yeah, I guess you if you, to- maybe if you bleed on screen, you get inside. So I guess the mirror would be inside if you. That's, that's, that's acting. <laughs> I would love if the mirror got nominated for like a Razzie. You know what? Based on the acting in this movie, the the mirror is probably the best actor in the whole movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> the mirrors at comic cons or horror conventions and it's just like standing there and then people are like i really love you and the blood starts pouring now <laughs> i i really would laugh if it's a different mirror because they have different actors so or the mirror the mirror it, it's the same mirror but looks different like since ruffalo is in a second one but he's playing a different character so maybe the maybe the mirror plays a different character <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See that would be good. So now, now I'm in. Okay. <laughs> now Jamie's in. He, he's set now. <laughs> so then she stabs Julio, like you said. She had it like planned to kill him. She stabs him. He knocks her down. Whoa! whoa, whoa and then her- okay, he has to knock her. Well, he he throws her down and she passes out. <laughs> she literally, she literally pa- He st- she stabs him. He's bleeding. She, he just like kind of like wasn't even a hard push. Push her down. And she does that old like faint, like she just oh, and she's like and she's and she's out, like yeah. she was out out. <laughs> so then we get those flashbacks that we didn't yep. know. Well, I guess are they flashbacks or they flash forwards? Because that's what happens. I, I that's a flash had, forward, I guess. They had the guy breaking his neck. They had the the crab and the and scorpion, the, the scorpion, scorpion. Oh, and the, then yeah, I said shooting yeah. someone. Yep. So it's a flash and, forward because he's still alive at this point. Well, we don't know what's happening. Well, this is the point where the credits come in. Oh, yeah. Okay. So think about all we just talked about. <laughs> all that was before the movie started. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now you can understand my anger thinking like, all right, because a lot of already already has gone on. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'm already like invested in this movie. The movie's got to be a third way over. No, the movie's just starting now. <laughs> I was so angry. <laughs> oh man. And then you know what we do? We do get this is what's weird. So we do get that is in the past because this is where we got the little two months later after the credits. Oh yeah, right. So so but to me that doesn't make sense because if we're looking in the past, her Julio's alive when she stabs him and then she has that flash forward of the rotisserie chickens and that whole scene that we get like 50 minutes in the movie, which obviously is his, his demise spoiler alert. But yeah, I don't know. know. So, and so this, so there was a double murder in that house and two months later, someone's moving in. Well, Julio didn't die there. No, no, you're right. Okay. So, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a single murder at the house. And two months later, someone moving moving in for a rental. So somebody b- bought that house, or did Julio rent it? Julio seemed like he had a lot of cash, so he's hiding under floorboards, but not owning the house. Yeah. So he damaged the floorboards of his of a house he well, doesn't own. Or maybe it's like a 
not a safe house, but maybe like this, that's a house where he just goes there, you know, has a little fun with his girlfriend, you know, hides his things because there's no furniture there. So maybe it's like not owned by anybody. Like, you know, it's vacant. Speaking of real estate agents, uh, do you think the real <laughs> estate agent selling that house? Like, oh, it has it's four bedroom, an attic, large kitchen. And if you have some money, you got to hide underneath that oval rug over there. You can hide money underneath. Listen, that's that's a seller right there. It doesn't, you know, it's some people like a big kitchen. You know, someone likes a, a, a nice family room. Others will like a floorboard that you can hide things in. <laughs> We're going to hide evidence that I don't want cops to find. <laughs> well, you know what? What do you, what would you use a floorboard for besides hiding something illegal? <laughs> right? I mean, it's, like, I mean, like, because in the movies, it's never anything good. Like, it's, I mean, it's, it's guns, it's, it's drugs, it's money. So like, it's not like you're hiding, like, you know, like, you know, Christmas decorations, you know, it's, it's usually something that's, go, you know, that's going to lead to either death or an arrest. <laughs> Honey, I got to go under the, can you upstairs? I got to go under the rug because I got you <laughs> something special. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have honey. <laughs> Like it doesn't make any sense. The fact that he puts the money there in a house that she seems like she only is in the mirror room. She probably doesn't eat. I don't know. Well, there's no. I don't. Was there a kitchen there? Well, there was a kitchen because Mark Ruffalo does uh, oh, right. oh, Samurai oh. Delicatessen yeah. later in the movie. Oh yeah, that's right. Never mind. All right. <laughs> it was a very dark house too. And like, they had was, no light. There was no. no bills. It was almost like it was like just like candles lit. I'm telling you, it was the Munsters house. <laughs> the Munsters were probably the previous owners. They moved out and that's it. You know, it's been abandoned <laughs> since. So then we get uh, you know, Mark Ruffalo and he's Joey and he's getting yelled at by Anthony, Billy Drago. So they're unloading a moving truck. So they're moving into this house. Again, it's a rental. They move in. Elizabeth Baldwin, uh, Daniel Baldwin's uh, now ex-wife she so the thing that's funny with her so she's like his manager and she has like an art gallery later in the movie when she sees him painting she is like she doesn't know what she's talking about not, not about at all. art but but okay so she's she why is she even there if she's his manager well they date she's dating anthony and then when he goes in the house well, with one of the boxes she's getting ready to, on a on a open I, moving I truck know. on the road trying to blow him not only that I, I wonder if was this part of like the props or was he really sweating because he had sweat stains all over that shirt from lifting all the stuff in there so i wonder like if they just left it in the movie like because i mean i can't imagine them having too much of a makeup department for this this movie so <laughs> i wonder like if that was like real sweat and he they just like hey, we gotta leave it in he's moving so you know we got to use the same shirt we're gonna throw it in a bag <laughs> and i don't know if we mentioned it before so so joey is brothers with anthony anthony is with carolyn anthony goes into the house carolyn wants to have sex with joey in this moving truck just well, to it, catch anyone it, it looks like it wasn't the first time they were together that's what was weird it seemed like it in wasn't the beginning, but then right. later we find out how timid he is about it and even when he calls her to be like hey he's going out of town which she should know that already yeah but it, it, I, I what gave it away i think was like the, like she was coming on to him really strong he totally. was kind of he was avoiding it at first and then he's the one that reached over and kissed her Oh, I know. So, so that to me was like, all right, you know, they they've been together, but he's got to be all smelly. He, I mean, he was all sweaty. 
Like, yeah. that's when she felt like, you know what? First of all, how they didn't know how long the other guy was going to be in the house. Like, exactly. you're going to you're going to risk it with, the, with, like you said, with the door wide open. Like, you know, the house is right there. I mean, like, yeah. It'd be great if they added in a scene like the neighbor comes over like, oh, we got new neighbors. Let's bring over a pie. <laughs> but then he sets up his art. So he knew he because he's been in that house before. He knew about the mirror room. So I think he thought that he could get like inspiration. So he set up his art studio in that. Oh, no, it's so weird. In the one scene, he sets up his art stuff in the mirror room. I swear he brings it all in there. But then it's in his bedroom later. Why is the mirror there? <laughs> that's the one thing that was that's like, the only no, thing not, wait no no not even that there's mirror there there's beds there and it seems like they didn't bring those did they well beds i can see you know because sometimes they're hard to get you know a mattress is hard to get out of that rooms or whatever because i don't know i don't know no i know i i, I, I can see a mirror but like the mirror like because literally there's nothing in this house Unless they brought the, like, listen, it's very possible they brought the beds in there. You know, I mean, we didn't see them unload the whole truck. So they could have brought the bed there, but that mirror is the same mirror that's been there. So, like, everything's gone but the mirror. Like, why would he even, like, you know, and he's a dude. He's going he's gonna to need a mirror like that. That's a, that's, a, I, you know, I'm not, I mean, it's, I don't think it's a sexist thing, but that's a female mirror. That's like, I don't think, think a guy would have a floor mirror like that. What's a you male know? mirror? One that has testicles. <laughs> so i don't know if you noticed this they only showed in like one shot but later when we i'll just mention it now so i don't forget so in joey's room they show like this floor camera shot and his bed is held up by cinder blocks <laughs> oh that's i can see that as a typical bachelor you know just not like but that's what I, like okay i would say a guy mirror and maybe I'm wrong. Just usually one that's like, you know, halfway up, like cause guys don't care what the bottom half looks like. It's always, you know, with, you know, as long as they can see their face where women need to see, always look at their whole outfits and everything else. So I think that's a difference. I don't know. I mean, I don't think guys have floor mirrors. I don't know. Unless they do. Maybe. I don't know. If you're a guy and you have a floor mirror at sequels only, let us know. No, or can but, you tell uh, us the difference between a female or a male mirror? Yeah. Can you tell us the difference? <laughs> <laughs> no, but just the fact that maybe Ramon stayed in the in the cinder block room. But the fact that it was cinder blocks that were holding the bed up, I thought that was so funny. That is, I, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> You're probably watching it like this. Yeah, <laughs> I did fast forward a few scenes. Oh, so. I did. No, I did too. All no, right, totally. <laughs> so then we get. <laughs> so how about when? Oh my god! So when Joey gets into the basement. And he steps on the the rubberous, like the most rubber rat that I've ever seen before. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. I mean, like, they, you know, it's almost like they didn't try. You know, they really, I mean, they really didn't. I mean, to, to, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so then we get to like a new character getting introduced. From this, we cut to David Naughton, who's in a creeper van. I was going to say peeping. He's, he, yeah. was, he was such a peeper in this movie. And, and it took us forever to find out uh, what he was doing. There's a few scenes in this movie that take a very long time. Like, I mean, there's a scene at the end that I couldn't believe how long that like this, 
near the very end how long okay. they extend you know you don't you, you don't know i'm them. sure because it seemed like a lot okay. of them were there was okay. one with david naughton talking to billy drago and they were having a casual conversation and i'm like just get to the point why are we doing no this, this is not even talking this yeah i yeah i know we'll talk about it but the, the first of all you know a lot of times those those fbi vans that are doing like the peeping and listening all that stuff kind of like hidden like you know they don't want anyone to no, he's he's right across the street, blatantly showing that he's he's peeping on them the whole movie. And is that like authorized what he's doing? Like when we find out later, <laughs> well, there was like, a murder there, so I don't know. Are you allowed to you know put wire traps or, or wire wire taps? You know when there's been a crime before someone. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they would. First of all, I don't think they would sell a house. When there's still a crime being solved. Oh, that is true. They wouldn't rent it out and be like, yeah, yeah some chick got murdered here. So there might be like detectives just watching. But we're, we're, we're still, we're still at, we're still on the case, but yeah, sure. Move in. But there's, I mean, floor, we, you can hide something in the floorboards. You can hide so something funny. in the floor and we, and we might just show up, walk in your house without asking at any time, yeah. which he does, you know, and, and we're going to wiretap your phones and your rooms, you know, cause it's still a case going on, but feel free to move in. Yeah. <laughs> So amazing. Oh my God. But yeah, he's just like peeping. He's a detective. And dude, and then the first time we find out like what is going on when it comes to Cassandra, like what her power, I guess, is, Anthony wakes up and she's like arguing. Alive. But they're having an argument. Well, I don't know if the first, did the first time, oh, is she already pissed about Carolyn? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was, I think that's, no, I think that's her. Cause she he sleeps with Carolyn, so I think that's the next time. The first, I, I, are you sure? Because I have, let me see, I have FBI peeping and then arguing with the ghost, and then there's a gun sh- shooting. Right? Isn't there a gun shooting coming up? That like is the most ridiculous gun because sh- they go back. Oh to- yeah, yes, yes, yes. No, okay. I think they do argue a little bit, not as much as later after he sleeps with okay. Carolyn. But yeah, no, but she's. Cause he, he's pissed off. Like what's, what are you, what's going on with you? Cause she says, warm me, warm me like you used to. So does he, does he think she's really there at this point? Does he think she's a ghost? Does he, th- does he think he's dreaming? Like, like what, what is going on at this point and what's going on in his mind? Like they don't, yeah. Really I, ex- I, yeah. Cause he really doesn't talk about it. Cause it's really, we're just seeing his perspective. So it's not right. like he's talking to Joey and saying like, Oh man, I've, you know, this whole thing's going on. So he doesn't really talk it out ever. There's one point when he says like, what are you? Like even like straight up says that. But other than that, for us as the audience watching, we don't know if he's like we don't, seeing just a figment of imagination. Cause she well, didn't come out of the mirror. She just appeared near correct. the door. They're making it seem like that. She, she's like, he's dreaming every time yeah. of like thinking it. That's what they're making it seem like. So yeah. at this point, you don't think she's real, and you think she's she's part of his uh, hallucination in his in his mind. And at this point, this is when they start having sex, and we the mirror is watching. We get the POV of the mirror watching a few times throughout the movie. So <laughs> a lot, the mirror yeah. is definitely a peeper. Yeah, <laughs> the mirror well, is a peeper. <laughs> and then Anthony wakes up, and she's not there, but he has woken up to these. Dude, the weirdest part of the movie was the fact that we thought there were rats in the wait, attic. Wait, wait, wait. The weirdest part? Well, I, mean, I think there's a lot of weird parts. <laughs> okay. But no, the fact that we hear the rats 
And then the next time we heard the scratching, I guess they like his ear got more in tune to it. It was her making sounds. But the rat thing went on for a long time. Yes, it did. I mean, like it was almost too long of what they were. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I know. Oh my God. And then we get, so Kobach, uh, David Naughton, he shows up to chat with uh, Joey. I don't know why. For some and, reason, I changed. Joey's and he literally just walks in. He literally he just, just walks, walks in. in. Yeah. He just walks in. Yeah. And they don't, you know what? They don't seem to question it either. They're like, oh, okay. And they start talking, like having a conversation. You know, like they're, they're it does, like, it just, it's a very weird scenario because they don't seem phased. No. And it seems like uh, Joey, it almost reminds me that he's like, just like, I don't know. He's like very to like to himself. Like he has to depend on his brother. He seems like not like, I don't want to say slow, but there's something like off with him because yeah, he's really like open to, yeah. Detectives going to come into this house that we just moved into. Like what would we have to do with this detective? Like what is he really here for? There, there's no and, reason. Well, I, will- considering Joey's moving in with his brother and his brother's girlfriend. Like, is she moving in too? Like, does she live here too? The art no, I feel like she lives in a, a posh place in LA or something. That's where I think she should live. The way she dresses, I don't think she's living there. <laughs> Why people people can't live in a house like that and dress nice? No, you can't look at that. You have to be greasy. You have to have armpit <laughs> stains. It comes to the territory. Or like how like it looks like uh, Anthony doesn't eat. He looks so unhealthy and so skinny. Okay, everybody in the movie looks unhealthy. Yeah, like they really i don't think there's one person you know what you know who looks the healthiest the guy with julio with the bandana ramon he looks the healthiest yeah <laughs> and then and then joey like right away hey what happened to your leg <laughs> and then we get the black and white flashback of oh. who which we got many times and the line when he goes hey detective take any good bribes lately <laughs> and then he shoots him in the leg which it makes up even, you know, it's funny. We knew we were getting a piece of a memory and even throughout the movie, which a lot of movies do this and it's obviously works in other movies, but we get a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then you get the full picture at the end. But this one, when we got the full picture, I'm like, Oh, that, I guess that makes sense. It seems like this guy's here for some reason. There has to be some crooked angle for Kobach. But the fact that his response is perks of the job, kids. I'm like, <laughs> I did write down, and again, I'm trying to remember it, but I wrote down the longest death scene. Was that Julio's? Was there a long Julio death scene? Well, no, that's see, this is what's confusing too. Is we don't when does Julio really die? Because it seems like he does get shot by Kobach. It seems like he that. does. No, he does. But no, he gets killed in the rotisserie chicken stepping on scorpion thing by that girl. Like a woman, a random woman. The woman that's he's holding and says, you're the only girl I ever yep. loved this morning. She is somehow controlled by Cassandra to murder him. Yeah, but he, I don't understand. But I, th- I think he does get shot also. Hey, listen, he got stabbed by. Well, he definitely gets shot by Kobach, but it's like but a weird. Saying, no, you're, yeah. So he got stabbed and shot and he's still alive. He's still alive, man. <laughs> he's a cat. He he's is a cat. Good. But the the like I mentioned before the dialogue before Kobach uh, between Kobach and Anthony is so awkward. But oh, yeah. the only thing I did love 
was the fact that he asked a question that I was like, you know what? It would be too on the nose to like almost make fun of the situation for it to happen. But he did. He said, why are you living here? I'm like, holy shit. Amazing. Because he says, of all places, why are you living here? And then his response was like, it was inspire me. Because he knew because he watched the house. He Correct. knew that Anthony was like sleeping with Cassandra. So, And I wouldn't be surprised if he had video cameras there. Oh, he seems like he might. <laughs> he seems like he might. <laughs> So then we get like another, he's painting. We get like another oh. sex scene yeah. and he's having, like, and, and how about the fact that Joey comes in and interrupts his horny, like painting moment. There's just so many uncomfortable scenes in this movie that, that almost seem natural for all of them. Yeah. Like it's just so bizarre. Like it's, yeah. Like, is this like, is this a, is this a Skinamax movie? Like, was this on? Well, it's that whole genre of the B movie from that nineties, the B like erotic thriller, like the yeah, ones this that seems this seems the definitely doesn't seem like a B movie. This seems more like it would be way below B. This yes, is not sorry. a B movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so then Carolyn shows up and right away, like while Anthony's upstairs, she's trying to bang Joey. Like she right doesn't there. waste time. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. And what does she do right after that? She's horny. She goes upstairs, sleeps with Anthony before before she somehow thinks this would be like a way to get your a significant other, somebody you're into to have sex with you. She makes fun of his art. She goes, what's this supposed to be? <laughs> well, she is an art professional. How? How does she know what to choose? <laughs> But oh, then, man. but then she does mention uh, again, and she does kind of mention something that makes sense for us as the audience. She goes, "Oh, you're painting Cassandra," because I think she saw the photo there, and she goes, "What did she like cast a spell on you?" And I'm like, "That's the only reason he could be here. Like, there's no really under uh, his BS reasoning to be, oh, I'm here because it's like it's inspirational. It fits my painting style. It has to be like he's drawn to it. But it took him two months to move in." I, I don't think he's drawn to it. It, it. Listen, it could be like, I mean, if if she was there with Julio, but also with Anthony, she probably had Anthony come over there all the time. She did, yeah, right. So, so it, it's there. It's like, so I don't think she he was drawn. I just feel like he misses her so much that he's like, you know, this is where we would always be. So I need to be as close as I can to her. Like, I don't think it has anything to do with Cassandra. Yeah, I just don't know. Yeah, I guess I, maybe. You know, I don't know. I. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Or unless maybe he had a relationship with the mirror. Maybe he was with the mirror. Maybe he liked that mirror. So, so maybe while Julio is with Cassandra, the Cassandra's with Anthony. Anthony's also with the mirror. You know, and now we have an issue. So that's that's the whole thing. So the mirror is mad at Cassandra, keeping Cassandra there, so Cassandra can't leave. See, that it makes all makes sense, sense now. <laughs> maybe growing up, his dad said, "Hey, long mirrors aren't for men." And he's like, I always wanted a long mirror. Okay. See? So I didn't make it that up. Good. Yeah. And he gets his chance to have a long mirror. So while they're sleeping together, so it's Carolyn and Anthony, and the mirror's watching again. And then, dude, the fact that Cassandra just appears in the room and Anthony's like zones out, and he it's like a dream sort of sequence. And then the next thing we cut to is Carolyn basically like it's over. 
Like she's like, uh Well, again, they don't really explain if Anthony's really seeing her or he just keeps the because it she seems to only come when he's laying on the bed. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> isn't go that, ahead. Isn't that how it always works? <laughs> That's what she said. I realized that after I said it. But no, but okay. No, I know it's, you know exactly what you're saying. But the the fact that he is in this, so he must be attached to her. The fact that she she must have some kind of spell that while he's like awake having sex with Carolyn, he imagines her there. Yes, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I think, you know, listen, you know what? I mean, based on how the movie ends, maybe it really doesn't end that way. And that's still part of the dream because it's he again, everything always happens when right either right after he has sex or when he's laying down sleeping. That's when all these things th- seem to happen. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't so know. There's, there's no there's no rhyme or reason. I mean, so. <laughs> so then we get again another flashback. And this is where we find out like what's going on we get Kobach. he's in the van and this is julio crying and he says i can't go back to jail there's 400k in the house and it's yours so that's why Kobach's there i thought that julio was just just joking around like like playing like dead like playing possum so that Kobach would like turn around and then julio would attack him like i thought i, I didn't think he was serious about crying but he really was he really was upset. <laughs> he was, yeah. Well, no, he does kind of fake it when he we does. see the final flashback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then Cassandra's pissed off because, you know, Carol, uh, like Anthony, did he cheat on her? Are they dating? Can you date but they her? Weren't, they weren't really dating, right? So does that. Okay, so let me ask you this. Does that count as cheating if you have an affair with a ghost? Because a ghost, a ghost really is not there. So does that, like, you know, a ghost doesn't really exist, I guess. So does that count as cheating? Honey, it's it's not it's not real. It's a- <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Anyone that you know knows ghosts. So, like in Ghostbusters, when uh, Dan Aykroyd yes. gets a blowjob in a PG movie, like yes. he's not—if he was married at the time, his wife can't be mad. That was—I guarantee—that was the topic of like uh, Steve oh. Wilkos or like Murray Povich. Like, I my husband cheated on me, but it was a ghost. Does that count? Wait, you don't think that was on Jerry Springer at some point? Oh, that that, that is a complete Jerry Springer. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then you have the ghost in the audience, like <laughs> yelling. <laughs> The ghost gets up to the <laughs> Yeah, well I'm sleeping with that ghost too. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> well you just can't make it. so this next scene, you like you really can't make wait, make it up. So Cassandra oh. makes Anthony uh watch look in the mirror, which the mirror can like so it turns into a TV somehow. And he could see what happened to Julio. Not a TV. It, it it shows like the past. Like it's like a. It's almost like a crystal ball. Yeah, it's a crystal ball mirror. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. He, so he's able to watch what happened because he says what happened to Julio. The this detective came by and he says that you know he's missing because I don't know if they ever knew Julio was really dead or so. I have no idea. Did they even know who Julio was? 
I don't think. Well, like, what did he do? They didn't even mention anything. It's not like Nothing. Kobeck said he was into some serious shit or he was a gangbanger. We just know he had four hundred k and he threw a guy off a bridge and he shot another guy like really we know nothing we about anything i mean we i guess we assume he's a drug dealer just the way he looks he has yeah. he has that look to him you know and, and i'm i'm sorry if i'm offending any drug dealers out there but he did have that look if you have greasy hair you're <laughs> gonna get pulled over <laughs> if you look like a caveman then uh you know yeah. you're probably a drug dealer yes <laughs> so then we get the whole scene that i i mentioned line already you're the only woman i love this morning and because this is like right after he was stabbed he gets stabbed and then they show him pick get picked up ramon uh and he has like that bandage on him so he's going to party with these girls like right away but even the whole scene when he pulls up in the in the jeep and he throws a wad of money at these people then goes down pull busts like a quick like burnout comes back to like party with the it, the whole thing made zero sense. Made zero, it was no need for it. It's just so stupid. It really, there was no need for it. He steps on a scorpion. It explodes <laughs> like it was a bomb. So, like, but why did they make it seem like that was such an important thing with all those flashbacks? Because they showed that scorpion so many times, like, like it was something important. It was, ju- it was just a show part of Julio's last night. Yeah. And the two rotisserie chickens yes, in the fire. Yes, but the yes. fact that she's she's kind of like narrating this, Cassandra, because she talks about like what she, what she did. But the fact that Julio's girl that he was like sweet on. So Cassandra, did Cassandra like take over her body, pay her? Because the very end, like when these FBI type agents or a rival gang, I don't know who showed up to shoot all of them. It was Julio taking a bunch of them out, but the one that kills him is the girl that he was like hooking up with. Well, let's be honest. I mean, Julio seems the type of guy that more than one person is going to want to kill him. So whether it was Cassandra, you know, I, I don't think it had anything to do with Cassandra. I just think that he's such a scumbag that he had a long list of people that just wanted him dead. Well, no, she said a line that made you think as the watcher that she had something to do with it. Like she said this is what happened almost she was trying to put fear into anthony well maybe she hired that girl like that's what i mean so she must have did something yeah i I mean i don't think i don't think cassandra today possessed you know like you know like the dead cassandra possessed to do i just think i i I don't know (laughs) was she dead already did she die when she passed out when he hit her is that her death that what they don't show her again right we don't that's so her so she what you die of <laughs> boredness or maybe from like inhaling all the Inter- candle wax. eternal sleep she just she well you know what it's mirror mirror there's a mirror in snow white so maybe she died like snow white like was basically dead in, in a coma right i don't know is that what happens you don't know the story of snow white well, is there a mirror mirror on the on the she wall eats an apple she eats an apple then falls asleep and she's in a she she's falls in asleep a, and then a guy kisses her yeah do you think her body's in the house somewhere and she's still sleeping? See, I, and she's so that's why she's still alive. Like in some, like maybe that's like part of her, like trying to. Maybe that's why she's trying to always have sex with Anthony to so she can wake up. Maybe. <laughs> right, listen, Mirror Mirror is a take on Snow White. As Scott, I, I wonder if the first one has anything to do with the, just. Do you think there's any dwarves in the, in the first movie? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> 
these movies come sometimes can go that way, but no, no. But then, but then Carolyn, and then the whole time the mirror is bleeding. This whole time the mirror is bleeding. Watching this, it's almost like the mirror gets excited. Like, yeah, that was my work. <laughs> so, do you think that's what it is? That the, the because the mirror is always peeping, that blood is like the way of showing the mirror being excited. It's the way it talks. It's the way it shows emotion. <laughs> because they really don't explain why the mirror is bleeding. They could have gave us anything—a little anything. like one minute thing of her talking about it, like nothing. Yes, I'm, I'm, Cassandra's saying I'm somehow connected to this mirror, and you know, like what I see, the mirror, something, something like that. Nothing. So all we see is a mirror peeping and bleeding. <laughs> and then Cassandra puts it on the line. She goes, "If Carolyn comes back to this house, she's dead." That's, that's a threat. That is a threat, especially <laughs> that he knows after watching this video, like that this is possible. So then I had a so this is where we get Joey walking around the house with a <laughs> Walkman, and now he's making the most aggressive peanut butter and jelly sandwich ever. And the fact that we get a POV of something watching him, and nothing's oh, there. Nothing's there. He drops yeah, the it, peanut butter. Nothing. They there make at it all. look like it's slowly something slowly walking towards him. It is very it, aggressive. It doesn't make and, any sense. Okay, at all. not only aggressive, it is the sloppiest pe- uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich ever. Like he doesn't even smear the the jelly. He th- and and okay. <laughs> do you do you do you ever get a, like like dance and like make sandwiches like that? Like you see this a lot in movies. So here's here's what I have to mention. I don't do that, and I guess people do it. But look at this sandwich right now. It's perfectly cut in half. He did like three takes of like hitting corners and missing it sort of. And he just touched was, was that a dead bird? <laughs> and look what he does. Not okay. wash his hands. Wait, not only that, he, he acts like that's normal. Like <laughs> the, a, a bird just fell out of the closet, the cabinet. He t- picks it up. He's touching it. He puts it on a counter, goes back to his sandwich and walks away. Like not like first of all not freaked out at all. Uh, again, nope. if I see a, if I see a dead bug, I'm like I'm out of there. I'm washing my hands. I like I can't. You know he sees a and, and that wasn't a small bird. That bird That's was a huge. Bird. That was like the size of a turkey. I mean that that bird was huge, and he acted like that's something that happens. That usually happens. You know, every every time I make a peanut butter jelly, some kind of bird falls out of the cabinet. Be <laughs> I've seen it before. Like that bird that, was so big that it took work <laughs> and effort to put that into the cabinet because he had to like turn it to get it out. That was like that was like the, the people behind the scenes like shoving it in that cabinet and quickly shutting the door because yeah. they the bird was so big. That's that's how, how it was, 100 <laughs> percent So then we get Joey, he's tasked with like going to get all the rat traps, so he has all those. He wants to go into the attic to be able to so this man. I thought like this is where I thought maybe they go in the attic. And like something is there, but they could, he couldn't get up there. It's like they couldn't go into an attic because they made it. So he was able to put the traps in the attic, but we didn't see him in the attic. And, and would you, is that how you would put mouse traps up is basically just laying them out without seeing where you're putting them? <laughs> no, not at all. And why, why couldn't he go up there? They, they probably didn't have a location for an attic. It must've been that honestly. Why wouldn't they do that? Why would they have him get this tiny ladder that he would have had to stand on the tippy top to get to the top? I, it made then no what's the point of even having that? 
Because really, they could have changed that. They could have said the rats it. were in the basement or something. In the garage. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where we get Kobach. He's waiting outside and he's getting the, this is where we get the other flashback that is the third time. But this one is where we get him saying, Hey, let's split the 400 K. And then he takes Kopech's gun and then he shoots him in the leg. So that's where we get like that little added, like, right. Oh, Julio is fake crying. He took the gun, shot him again. If you told a guy that you have 400,000 in your house, you're going to shoot him in the leg. Julio threw a guy off a bridge and wouldn't at the minute Julio told Kovac, why didn't Kovac just kill him right there? Cause he knows the the money's in the house. So what does he need? What does he need Julio for? Exactly. Like it. And, and is Kovac really FBI? I don't think so. Like, I wonder like who, like I wonder who, like who he is. Cause like they really don't, he never shows a badge once. No. And he's constantly walking in the house. You know, he he's like, I wonder if he's just like a regular, you know, maybe he's part of the drug dealing team or something. And he's just pretending to be FBI because why wouldn't he have just killed Julio right there and then keep the $400,000? Yeah. For himself or. Yeah. Yeah. No. Why would he do it? But I did like Julio's line after because <laughs> he let him live. <laughs> he goes, ah, I feel like a freaking boy scout. <laughs> There's there is absolutely no script in this movie. I'm willing to bet. And 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 if there is, I want to see the guy who wrote this movie and what else he's done. Because if I if he if he I, I could see this being like the only movie he's ever written. Oh dude, I I really And I would lo- I would love to see that, you know, he it just shows that he, yeah, student at NYU film school. <laughs> Cuz I mean, I oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where Kopak again he just walks into this house like he has like serious balls that he thinks that he could just like he really just does whatever he, he does wants. what he wants but they all act like he's kind of a friend because doesn't he help him with the mousetraps so like, uh yeah sort of or he's like but he's just hanging out there while he's putting the mousetraps up there like again they don't question what are you doing in my kitchen? What are you doing in my house? Like they don't question it once. They don't ask him once. <laughs> so I have this guy's IMDb up the writer. Okay. His name is Steve Timon. He did actually like a couple cool movies. He did ring of fire with hopefully future guest on the dragon Wilson. And then a couple other ones. He did like, he witchcraft he, five. He wrote ring of fire. Yeah. You know what? Wait, he wrote, he wrote another sequel. He wrote Witchcraft, f- Witchcraft 5. Okay. We need to get him on this podcast. <laughs> we, get him on. we got because I have way too many questions for this movie. And he was he, actually an, an actor in one. Another sequel he did was called Deadlock, A Passion for Murders. I don't know if that is a oh, sequel. Okay. That just sounds like it would be very similar to this movie. I'd rather it watch. Is, it is. Okay. Okay. So I'd rather watch Witchcraft 5. We got, uh, we got to work on this, getting this guy. We got to get him. Just, just for getting answers for this movie alone, I, I, you know, I maybe I let you do that interview so you can come up dressed in a suit. <laughs> okay, like I'll tell you like right now, lawyer. I'm not doing my first interview for a guy that wrote this movie. <laughs> That's well, if you want to get him, I don't know. Maybe I'll get this part out. <laughs> no, so then we get again. So Kopak again, 
And he, this is where like, it's so weird. Like we know his angle now because he wants to get the money, but he goes, so one of Julio's gang members said Julio killed Cassandra. So I think already at this point, Anthony knows that Cassandra's dead, right? That he's seen her like in the house and he's sleeping with a ghost. Well, if he doesn't, he hasn't questioned once. Why is she like creeping in the bedroom? He only says it later in the movie. He says like, what? I think, I think the last time I know. Well, well, he's, he's questioning, you know, like, like, what are you kind of thing? But like, but all this time though, he hasn't questioned why she's in a bedroom. Why? Like why she's in the house. So, like he he's got to know she's dead because yeah. otherwise why would you, what would she be doing in the bedroom and like why is he not asking her like what are you doing here like, like, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> no it, that's so true <laughs> so then this is when he has his art show in san diego when he doesn't know when he's going to be back but he's like hey Joey, if you want the house for a little bit longer if you want to have a girl here and he goes oh anthony i'm giving up girls for a while and then within seconds, he calls Carolyn and goes, hey, Carolyn, you want to mess around? Well, no, they discussed, him and Carolyn discussed it before. They did. Yeah. No, they did. Yeah. Because they said Anthony's leaving, you know, so they already knew. So he was already setting it up. But then he was like, he was setting it up, but then he was a little nervous about it. And then the fact that he called right away and was like, you want to mess around? Well, okay. And Ruffalo pulls a Van Damme. What are you talking about seeing his butt and and just rolling up the end of the end of the underwear all the way to the top that Van Damme does in like three of his movies he yeah. pulls a Van Damme like I almost feel like Van Damme took that from Ruffalo because that's a, that's that's a and, and it's always tidy whities <laughs> but that was a that was a, such a Van Damme move yeah <laughs> so then they oh no what do they do they meet at a bar and how about the way they come back definitely fake drunk like oh not saying you get drunk on set they're stumbling around falling into the door bumping into stuff and then this is when he asked she asked joey about cassandra because he goes why would julio kill his wife i don't know because he's a psychotic drug dealer so i guess that's the only time in the movie that we hear like he's a drug dealer it, you know it, it this was kind of uncomfortable to watch ruffalo in this role just because you know what he is today he's such a big actor and such a like you know like you know and he comes across as a really nice guy you know in, in his interviews and to see this kind of movie from him and and see this again non-sexy sex scenes it's just weird it was very weird you gotta to start somewhere role. and his line i don't know if you caught it the Prop- because maybe they didn't want to get sued by a certain show that wasn't really it wasn't even on the air anymore but he says yeah that's what they do on that show miami heist <laughs> no i yeah i mean just because he's a drug dealer doesn't mean that he's gonna go around killing everybody that's what they do on that show miami heist <laughs> <laughs> you watch too many reruns <laughs> that is funny <laughs> <laughs> so then we get them starting to hook up and the mirror then we cut to the mirror in the other room and it almost like i guess it knows that carolyn's back in the house like it knows do you think the mirror moves from room to room 
I would love that. Honestly, I would love, I would have understood that more than anything. If so, Carolyn, when she goes to the bathroom, if the mirror was in there, dude, I would have loved that. And maybe that would be even cooler. Did you imagine this whole movie was the mirror killing people? I know it's not great, but the mirror, like you look into the mirror and you see who your true self is or something. And then they die. So, I would be so more on board with that. So you're saying that, like, you know, like someone goes in a shower, you see the mirror around the corner going like this. And yeah. See- <laughs> and all you see is the, the top half of the mirror. Yeah. Michael Myers peeping mirror, the same dipping out of the shrubs. Jason Voorhees. Yes. The mirror is just like, like, you know, the way you carry a heavy mirror, you don't pick it up. You just lift like one corner. So it's like, it's walking. That's what I would want. Like the. I just like, love like a fat guy peeping around the corner. All you see is like the top part of the mirror going to the side, <laughs> and it can use the sun or light to reflect to get yep. people to look the wrong way, and then it see? can run. And then they they would always question, "How did the mirror get here? I don't know. Did you bring the mirror? You know? <laughs> yeah, I brought the mirror. Yeah, I carry this big mirror in my room." <laughs> but here's like, there's so much to question in this movie. But this scene was so weird because. When she goes to the bathroom, she's gone for seconds, right? And yeah. he's like, hey, Carolyn, are you okay? I'm like, dude, she just got to the bathroom. Uh, it, it, literally, it was seconds. Like, you know, yeah. It, it was, it was, this whole scene was very bizarre. It was because he couldn't hear her. She couldn't hear him. And he's still yelling. The door's locked. So you're thinking like, oh, man. She's going to die like in the bathroom. Like she's dead. Nope. Bathroom door opens. She walks out. She goes to the door and they can't hear each other. Right. They can't hear each other. And then suddenly they can hear each other because he can. He he says a dumb line that I don't know why they had to do it to give it away because she they're saying push, pull, push, pull. And then when Cassandra shows up like she's standing there like with her arms out randomly. I don't know. It, it, it made it look like she was in a like once she went in there it was like a different dimension or different like like sort a Freddy Krueger yeah. kind of like you know where and that's why they couldn't hear each other. So like that was kind of cool, but then it ended up being like nothing. No, like but then it, was, it got ruined because he yes. goes, "Hey, Carolyn, who are you talking to?" And I'm yes. like, "Wait, you can't hear her." It, it, it was yeah, it was so stupid. They they had something and it totally went. I also I think it's something coming up soon but i thought there was a cameo by psycho gorman in this movie i never saw psycho gorman but but you know what psycho gorman looks like i know what he does i'm trying to think when wasn't there like a, a like a, a blue creature with the, the fbi agent or there was some kind of creature oh where was that was that in a with flashback the or no the fbi sees him or something i, I don't remember I, again i just wrote a little note oh he like, was that when they when he went into the basement was there something in the basement maybe maybe, maybe. It, it was just it looked like psycho gorman oh that's there was, funny there, there was something that he was like fighting with or something i don't <laughs> i don't i don't remember no i think it might have been in the basement i think he was like seeing stuff when he got down there but how about the way carolyn died she's like you <laughs> you and she was like backpedaling but it looked like she was on roller skates yeah, like it, when 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 Cassandra Monique was pushing, it was like the camera was on a roller skate, and then the way she went over, dude, how funny was it? The way she was on the ground, it looked like the, the she. They said, "Okay, lift your body up," 
Okay, action. And then she fell and hit her head. The, the rest of this movie is so cheesily done. Like, Ugh. from this point on. Like, this this is where every part, one of the bees, that shit goes, goes all over the place. I mean, this is all, and it just, it's just so cheesy. There's, there's a scene here. I think it's with Anthony and Cassandra that it's so slow motion, so long of a scene that I, I forget what. Well, pretty much the rest of the movie is the is that final scene because Anthony comes home to find Joey because Joey heard her hit the ground. He runs and he's like, oh, it's not. Hey, Anthony, it's not what you think. Like he has to he happens to come home right at that time. And again, when he comes home, it's light out. So they they boned. They drank in the middle of the day. They slept with each other and it was still daytime. Or is this like the next morning? I, or maybe he's just really quick. <laughs> maybe he's really quick. He went to his art show in San Diego and wanted it to come back quick. I like it. I like how he's saying, you know, it, it doesn't, it's not what it looks like. Well, right now we're worried about a murder. Like, I mean, like <laughs> yeah. she's like dead. So is he saying it's not what it looks like for murder purposes? Yes. That's <laughs> what I was thinking it, too. <laughs> or is it because like, listen, I, you know, I, I wasn't hooking up with her kind of thing. Like, you know, or was he just throwing them both together? And it's like he knew because he yeah. even said like, "Yeah, well, it looks bad, Joey." And then I think he even says like, "You're you're banging my girl." And then he carries her out of the yeah out of there yeah. And so- meanwhile, the mirror is bleeding. So when the mirror bleeds, it means the person's dead. There's no chance to survive, right? <laughs> well, Cassandra's alive, or is she? I don't think she's alive. I don't know. <laughs> So then we get Kobach at this time because the, the door's left open. He walks in the house and he's looking for that 400K. Wait, I and think at this point, Kovac has a tr- uh, has a key. <laughs> I, think, I, would hope so. I think he has a key at this point because he just he shows up and just walks every single time, anytime. He so when he goes key. when he goes into the basement, this is this is what we have. To, oh, I think I know what you mean when Psycho Gorman. I think I know yeah. what you mean now. So okay. when he's walking looking around in the basement and he goes into a room. Okay. And he sees these. Oh, Cassandra already startles him, I think. Yes. And she's telling him about Julio. And she, I think he asks her about the money. She says there's no more money, I think. And then and they again, go into- hold on. And again, no one's questioning why they're see- talking to Cassandra throughout oh. this whole movie. Now, one Nobody. person questions. Okay. Well, not the fact that he doesn't question. And then when she like kind of push shows him this room that you think she's gonna lock him in, there's skeletons. Yeah, there's yeah. dead bodies in this room, and still he doesn't turn around. He's a detective. Why would you turn? She never gun or on is him. he? Oh right, yeah. <laughs> or is he? So that that's why I think that he might not be a detective. He might. You know, again, he might be just playing one to get to the the money. So one day he was at the bar. He overheard this guy has a lot of. He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna play FBI agent because they really don't. He he doesn't arrest anybody. He never arrests Julio. He he doesn't kill him. Like it's very possible that he's just like, all right. He overheard the conversation. He knows he's got a lot of money, and now he's like, how am I gonna get into that house anytime I want? Well, yeah. Let me be a detective. I can walk in anytime I want. <laughs> oh my god! And then, oh yeah, and then he gets screwdrivered in the back. That's how he dies. Yep. So who are the other bodies? People that Julio killed. 
No explanation. Or maybe the real estate agent, maybe Cassandra was taking the calls and like set up everything. Or just rent. previous people that lived there that Cassandra like Beetlejuice. They, if they're not going to leave, I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill them. Or maybe those are the monsters. Maybe <laughs> they didn't want to sell. Julio wanted the place bad. He's like, oh, 1313 Mockingbird Lane. I, I did notice one of the dead bodies looked like it was about seven feet tall. <laughs> so it's, just, it's very and possible. played for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Played for the LA Dodgers in the fifties. It's still one of the best ones if you go back and watch the Munsters when he's on the Dodgers and they have all those legendary players. Um, I don't remember that one. Wait, he pl- he actually played Munster. Yes, he tried out and he's cranking home runs. Yeah, it's insane. That's awesome. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I think I think Rob Zombie's making a an update on the Munsters. Yeah, they already built the house. Oh my goodness! Like a few months ago, they built the house. I don't like, know. Is it is it a horror? I don't know. Uh, the people that are in it just are people that his wife is going to play. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> they could have find a, they could have find so many people that could play. Who's going to be? Who's going to be Grandpa Monster? Because he, it's he's that guy that. So I, uh, if you remember the fugitive, do you remember the fugitive? Well, he's one of the cops in the fugitive. But I think the thing he's m- most famous for. What well not most famous. If you watched Home Alone on movies that made us, he was the guy that when Daniel Stern held out for money, he was the guy that they they booked actually before they were going to Harry Harry uh hire Larry Hankin. I forget the guy's name, but he's in a ton of stuff. Like he's a character. I'm like like oh man, he's playing grandpa. You know what? I I actually saw. I went to David Letterman in uh when I was in college, and uh, Grandpa Monster was one of the guests he came oh, out in full garb and in real life he was a dirty old man like he oh was, yeah he was like you know like how bob saget you know is so clean on the show god rest his soul uh he, he he's so clean but he's one of the most filthy comedians out there oh he yeah was. so grandpa munster comes across like you know like I, but he really was a dirty old man and he and his character like he, he i think he just lived for that character because he came out yeah. in full garb no, it's great when you get a role like that, that that's yeah. what you can be known for. And you like live to it. I think I've only seen him normal in like Car 54, Where, Where Are You? When they remade that movie. Well, they made this show into a movie. Yeah, yeah. That's like the only thing I remember him like not being grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get Anthony. He comes back to the house. He's looking for Joey. He's nowhere to be found. This is where that long scene with Cassandra. Because she goes, oh, Carolyn seems to have ha- had a breakdown. So stupid. And to convince a go, if you're, is that like Ghost 101? If you want to convince a, a person that's living that you're alive, have him grab your boob. She she takes his hand, pulls her boob out, and puts it on. Like, what? Works every time. God, man. I wrote, wouldn't holding hands be sufficient? And then he wants her gun, and then they start kissing. He says to leave the house, and then they start making out. Why doesn't he just move? That's what makes no sense to solve this issue. Now, if he left, so if they had a scene, again, this would have made the movie longer, but if the movie was better and they had a scene of him leaving and going somewhere and she was with him, then boom, that's fine. Like insidious, like when they thought the house would haunt it, but the kid was really haunted like, or the spirit was with him, then cool, that's fine. But he has a chance to leave. Why is he telling her to leave? <laughs> well, maybe he put a down payment on the house and he can't leave at this point. 
It's got to be like so cheap. She's a struggling artist. It's probably a hundred bucks a month. And he's like, oh, this is great. She's freeloading at this point. She's in the house. (laughs) Dude. And then how about Joey is he comes into the house. And at this very same time, it's like a day after tomorrow in the house. There's like a snowstorm snowstorm happening. Yeah, he's slow mo going up the stairs. Meanwhile, at the okay. same time, Cassandra is it the same knife that she stabbed Julio with? Because she has a knife. She's trying to fight Anthony over the knife. Well, uh, yeah, it's it's well, she, she really doesn't leave the room, right? I mean, is that you only see her in that room or in the basement? Right, those are the only two rooms you see her in. Well, we see her at the window, and yeah, we see her at the window. That's about it. So it's probably the same knife. It's probably the same <laughs> knife, yeah. <laughs> but then we get Ant- so Anthony like knocks her on the ground. And then he grabs a chair. He starts whacking the mirror over and over again. And then Joey is trying to get like to he's trying to get into that room however he can, but he just can't seem to do it. And then that this is the part like then Anthony gets sucked into the mirror. Okay, that's the part that took forever. Like yeah. it was a it was a slow motion like scene of him getting sucked into the mirror. Like they they the movie dragged as it is, you had to drag even even more. Like they probably could have saved the next year, like between all this like slow motions, long time getting to a certain point, could have saved them maybe another 10 minutes. Yeah. And, and then yeah. he's in the mirror screaming. So Joey finally gets into the room. And can he can he hear him or can he see him? I I, I couldn't tell. It sounds like he heard him. him. I th- I thought it sounded like he heard him. Oh, okay, because he's looking into the mirror. So I'm like, can he barely see him? Because we could see him as the audience. So is the mirror like that thing in Superman two? Oh yeah. <laughs> so like I or is it like is there like is can he go anywhere in there? Like is it like a black hole or is he just stuck in that mirror like Superman two? Like they had no nowhere to go. Well, now I'm pissed that you told me in the next one, which I'm not going to watch, but in the next one, he has a different name because that would make sense in the next movie. If he's operating the mirror, he's walking around. Maybe the, maybe his feet can come out like the Flintstones. He could <laughs> pop his feet out and walk around as the mirror and stick his arms out or something. But no, the fact that he's stuck in the mirror screaming, Joey's like, Anthony, Anthony. And then boom, right? He has to sit there and watch his yep. brother get murdered. And then what makes no sense is, his brother gets murdered. He falls on the ground. Mark Ruffalo's dead. And then Cassandra starts like convulsing. She turns into sand. See, now it would have been better if now because that Anthony's in a mirror, she's alive. And every time she looks in a mirror, she sees Anthony. See? Yeah. See? Now we got a movie. Or something. Yeah. The end of the movie should have been as a teaser for like it could have been no time. Somebody moving into the house. And Anthony in the mirror or something. So basically no one survives. No one. But that, that might've been like their idea. Like, listen, no one's going to watch this garbage because if someone survives, that means we may have to make a sequel. They weren't planning on making a part four. So let, let's kill all the characters and let's just kill this franchise. I got to say this movie had to be involved with money laundering or something. <laughs> Somebody needs to clean money because it's insane. I, no, I think I think this movie was to get a high grade at NYU fil- film school. 
it, it literally looks like just the, the the action the acting the just the the way the video camera like again follows her to the banister and like it just the the the, the car chase in the beginning with the videos it just looks like a student made film like it yeah. looks like a very low I mean, it obviously was a very low budget film that's why it's, there's not that many actors in it i wonder if they all put their own money into it because the, the I don't know if they would have put their money in it, but they were all young. But I'm sure they they must have get, or they shot it quick because really like there's not that this much. Is, this looks like a Blair Witch kind of movie. <laughs> so yeah. you know, oh man, so that's um, that's Mirror Mirror Three of the Voyeur. Jamie, you already said obviously you wouldn't watch it. Is there anything? Because no. I feel like a lot of the movies, there's nothing no. you could change. No. Yeah, yeah, I could. Uh, not <laughs> the writer, the director, and the cameraman make sure they, you know, they didn't make the movie. I, I would say, I, I, again, I'm still amazed that it's four of these movies. So <laughs> I, I, like, you gotta assume the first one probably was really low budget, wasn't that good, so they wanted to improve on it. Part two, okay, but you know, we know how sequels sometimes work. But the fact they they made this one. And again, maybe at this point, this could have been like the Superman three quest of fire or whatever, Superman four, you know, knowing like, all right, you know, we really jump, jumped it. It's not a good movie, but they made another one after this. Like this movie looks like it should have been like the end of the franchise. Like, yeah, all right, we, we, we destroyed it. Like the franchise, the movie is horrible. You know, like it's just really bad. We, we can't make another one. No, let's make another one. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I, I really don't understand that. Like, I don't know how movies may get made. I don't know how it got made. Yeah, honestly. Like, and then the, the fact that the second one had Roddy McDowell in it, like uh, it. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, I almost want to watch the trailer. I'm, I'll never watch these movies ever again. I really hope we don't get anyone for four. Um, but I just I'm just curious to see the trailer for four um and two. Just the or actually I'm gonna I'm actually gonna watch all the trailers just to see where Ooh. it started from. Yeah. That's eight minutes, man. That's eight minutes that you're giving up. Well, I didn't say life. I didn't say in one day. I'm just gonna say, oh. you know, just, just I gotta spread it out a little bit. <laughs> I'll, I'll piecemeal it 30 seconds each day. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I wouldn't recommend watching it. The only thing for me, funny-wise, oh, was no. just how overacting Julio did, and he was Cheech Marin. And that line it, again, I wouldn't wa- tell somebody to watch this movie just for the line, but I really tempted to make a best of Julio and put it on our Twitter or on YouTube. Just his line when he says the you're the only woman I ever loved this morning. You know what? Just watch the trailer and you'll have an idea what we went through. Yeah. Because the trailers <laughs> the trailers are bad too. So I mean uh, <laughs> it gives you an idea. All right, so that's it. And I think I I think we're gonna go on a good run. So if we're like, you know, our beloved Knicks on a, you know, losing oh. streak, I think right now we're going to go on a winning streak. Really? I think for a while we got some goodies. One isn't a goodie, but it's definitely fun. Oh. But the next one and uh, next sequel we're reviewing is, is sort of in honor of Mardi Gras coming up. Hangover 3. And we interviewed, you know, my mother-in-law. I mean, Doug's mother-in-law in the movie and Alan's mother, Linda, played by the amazing amazing. Sandra Curry. Sandra talked about how she broke into the industry and how she made it happen for herself. Then we talked about, you know, her what she called slice them dice them movies that she made in the 70s, like Police Woman, Jesse's Girls, Fugitive Lovers, and more. 
Plus, she guest started on pretty much every show and had stories about all the people like Three's Company and just being there within like the three different years over the run. She was there on different guest starring roles and just she loved John Ritter. She knew him really well. And uh, yeah, she was fun to chat with. And what's wild is her sister is uh, Runaways founder, Cherie Curry. That's awesome. That's such so a great awesome. chat. Sandra yeah. was awesome. And uh, so, yeah, so don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast, follow us on all social media at Sequels Only. And don't forget to check out our website, sequelsonly.com. Good night. Good night.